Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon. I greatly appreciate it. Always, always, always from noon. I'm your nooner. Every Sunday, noon to two. Remember, if you're listening and you didn't uh, miss something on the show or whatever, you can go to bytalk1071.com and you can go to my show page, Katie Canine show page, and you have all my past shows all on, on podcast. They go all the way back to 2018. So anyway, and then we have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Today, if they want to get a hold of you, Dr. Levy, how do they get a hold of you? I'm through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Dot com. Cool. And Allie, what did you post on my show page today? Well, a link to holistic-vet.care.com <laughs> well, as well good. as uh, our live today is a koi pond. I thought that was nice and relaxing. And I love this video. It, it was from a few years ago and is now kind of going through the internet again. But these fishermen in Alabama were uh, out on a river and there's all of a sudden a kitten swimming towards them. A kitten? A kitten in the river as they're fishing. <laughs> Swims right up to their boat and they pick it out. And then they see the bank, and they see its sibling jump into the water and start swimming towards them. Really? And they're on this fishing boat picking kittens out of the water. Oh, oh my, God. my gosh. Cute little orange kittens just... And where was that? In Alabama oh. on a Warrior well, River. Well, can we talk about crocodiles and <laughs> their tasty little treats? Holy moly. That's crazy. You know, God does strange things. Yeah, and I think cats, you know, they got this sixth sense for like... You're a nice person. I'm going to seek you out because you'll help me deal with myself. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's really cool. And cats, you know, get a bad rap about uh, water. And Mm -hmm. you go to see all the lions and tigers and that, you know, in the zoos, and they all have giant pools for these guys to play in. You know what I mean? It's not. Tigers are big swimmers. Yeah, if if your cat gets used to it, uh, uh, the water... I did that when I put the kiddie pools up in the summer. The cats happened to be there, and I just kind of pick them up and stand them in the water. You know, they, at first, they, they flew out in two <laughs> seconds. And then the more I did it, pretty soon they're just standing there like, what the heck am I in here? I mean, it's, they're not, it's not deep, deep. It's mm-hmm. like up to their, their tummy, you know, type thing. And I don't, and then I, and then I start adding more water. And like I said, they've they been getting pretty, you know. And well, just, like some breeds of cats, too, like Maine Coons are yeah. notorious for Needing to swim. I yep. love it. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Okay, what was the original title for the popular song, Silver Bales, written by Jane Livingston and Ray Evans? What do you think the original title was? Mm, Christmas Time in the City. Ah. Jingle Bells? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to laugh, and that's why I had to do this one. What? It was called Tinkle Bells. Tinkle Bells? Tinkle Aww. Bells. The song was changed after Jay's wife pointed out Tinkle could also be peen. <laughs> yeah. You're, listen to your wife. <laughs> so, Silver Bells, next time, pink, Tinkle Bells. So tinkle much more bells. elegant. <laughs> tinkle Bells? Yes. Mm. I think that's funnier than heck. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, the trivia need to know, huh? Okay, let's go on back. Where were we at? Lynn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Lynn, you with us? Still here. Okay, yeah. So the the whole thing is to be able to warm up, you know, obviously both of them. And so the thing is, is that for a while you're going to be having that Springer on a leash. And if you have a training collar, I'd definitely put the training collar on. And then, like I said, the minute he looks at the cat, go, ah, leave it. Give it a pop. Okay, pretty soon it should be just, ah, 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 leave it. You want the dog to look, but then be okay with, you know, turning his head and coming back to you. But now you got to remember what you said earlier, prey drive. It's one thing yeah. for the cat to be sitting. It's another thing for the cat to be walking. But if he like darts for it, the cat takes off as, you know, not good, <laughs> you know? Right. And so that's where you've got to just slowly blend these two together. All right. And be very, if you have to let him drag a nylon leash around the house, 
so that you can quick step on something. But put, spend, start spending a lot of time. Pretty soon what you want to be able to do is that maybe you're on the couch with the dog and somebody else is on the same couch with the cat. You know what I mean? Where you just kind of hang out together. And so they can kind of get... And the biggest thing... The cats want to smell the dogs, and the dogs want to smell the cats. And so I would put the cat in a, in a kennel, whether it be an all-wire kennel or, or a plastic kennel, okay, and then let the dog just go up and smell. Smell, 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 all right? And so then, if you can, then turn it around. Put the dog in the kennel and let the cat either go smell or sit on top or whatever type thing, all right? And just kind of do that a couple times a day until, like, when you put the cat in the kennel, the dog goes over. Eh, and just walks on by. He can care less. He's done his smelling now, okay? You put the dog in the kennel, the cat comes by, eh, whatever, and walks away. And so now that sniffing end is, you know, getting less and less and less. Then you just have to work with the prey end, all right? So that's right. the whole thing. You just got to stay on top of that so that it all stays, you know. But anytime he looks at the cat, as the cat walks by, ah, uh-uh, leave it. Because you want to make the cat the inanimate object in the room. All right. So the dog learns to glance and be okay with whatever she does without reacting to it. Okay. And being that you only had it like two days, you know, you got a little road to hoe here. All right. And springers are noted from springing to point one to point B or, you know, point point A to B. So that's what they do is they're fast. So just like I said, that's why you should make sure you always have a leash on him, you know, uh, when he's out of the kennel. And then sometimes, like I say, he's in the kennel and the cat's out and vice versa. And so just just rotate it and you'll start seeing the tension and everything just kind of start. And this could be a couple months, three months, six months down the line. We don't know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. So, um, I work from home four days a week. And so, but, um, we've been leaving like 15 minutes at a time to let he, at his foster home, he had roam of the house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, how do I start training him to be in the crate since he's gone in one, but he's not stayed at home? And he'll be away from the cat. That's not the issue while right. I'm gone. Right. But just keep increasing that time that right. we go start, out and come back. Well, start feeding him in the kennel. So he has mm-hmm. to go to his kennel to get fed. All right. Okay. And then uh, periodically, let's say you're going to leave in the office to go get a drink of water. Say kennel in a happy voice and pitch a small treat into the kennel. And sometimes when he goes in there, you shut the door. Sometimes you don't. He just goes in and comes back out again. Then when you do shut the kennel, let him, you know, start having the times become longer and longer. Okay, never take him out if he's screaming. You know, you can use the spray yep. bottle, you know, filled with water and blast. Ah, quiet. All right? Yeah. But otherwise, so then pretty soon, then, like, if you know you're going to go out and do the get the mailbox or get the mail, uh, you can bring the box in if you want. But anyway, you're going to go get the mail. Uh, say, kennel, pop in the kennel, go outside, you know, and then come back in. And don't ever, when you come back in, even when he gets used to the kennel or whatever, never go directly to the kennel. Maybe go potty, get a drink of water, go into the office for a second. But it's because you don't want him to know that the minute when you come through that door, he gets to get out of that kennel. He's got to wait yeah. his turn. Okay. Got it. And then yep. before you're going to go someplace, uh, you're going to put him in the kennel about 10, 15 minutes before you leave so that he doesn't get caught up on grabbing the keys, racing out the door, hugs and kisses, and boom, there you go. That when you yep. leave, just give up. Uh, a phrase. I always say, catch you later. You know, so then the dogs learn when they hear that phrase, catch you later, that you will be coming back. All right. And so yeah. it makes it a lot of difference in some dogs' minds. Some dogs, it could care less. Some dogs, it's a huge difference. So I had, try to have a catchphrase for that. And that's the okay. whole thing. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. Well, good luck with the blending of the teams. <laughs> have a good one. Yep. Take care. Bye bye.
Yeah, the blending of the teams. Look at this. I'm actually on time. <laughs> Ellie, do I get a gold star? Yes, you can have as many gold stars as you want. Well, look at me. I know I'm so bad at going to break a time. <laughs> it's I'm just so fine. Uh, it will, anyway. Okay, who created the first electric light Christmas display? Who created the first electric light Christmas supply? supply yeah, display. There you go. I gotta admit, this is a good song. It really is. A way over. Play it. But I I like it because just like Jingle Bell Rock, you know, because all the songs, not all, but a lot of the Christmas songs are very la, 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 you know, and these wake you up, you know, and it gets you dancing, turning your head. Yeah, hey, one hey. of my favorite Christmas albums actually Ariana Grande's because it's kind of like the, it's very similar to Mariah Carey in that she's got like a hot, hot yeah. beats. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I really do. I like those a lot. Okay. Let's see where we are. <laughs> okay. Who created the first electric light display? Christmas light display. What do you think? Uh, I am at a complete loss for an answer to this. I have no idea when lights who, were invented or anything like that. Um, who, who dabbled with electricity first? I know. Who invented electricity? Who? Yeah. Isaac Newton. Oh, he did? Was it Isaac Newton? No, I... Well, <laughs> I make that Nikolai, Nikolai Tesla. Uh, that was later. <laughs> that was later. That was <laughs> physics. Thomas Edison. That was physics. Thomas okay. Edison. It to- oh, that's who invented electricity. Yep. Who created the first electric light Christmas display? Thomas Edison. In 1880, he put up a, the first Christmas display made from electric lights to advertise his light bulbs. A few, a few years later, an inventor named Edward Johnson, a colleague of his, created the first string of Christmas lights. Well, clearly this is a blind spot in our knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the Christmas strings of Christmas light came. Edward Johnson. So remember that. Okay. No fun. Straight up Thomas Edison. You bet. Okay. Um, you remember, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? We were talking, you know, I have uh, some of my chickens had lice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Jess was nice enough to look up something because I didn't want to do chemicals and stuff like that. So you looked up. Mm-hmm. And what did you come up with? Wood ash. Wood, that's where you, when you burn something, wood. Mm-hmm. And like you when get you ashes. burn wood in your fireplace. Yes, and you get ashes. Stuff in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you do, I did a 50-50 mixture of diatomaceous earth and wood ash. Mixed it together. And then I cleaned out the nesting boxes and put some on the bottom. And then put my shavings in and then a little bit more wood ash. And then I, my poor black chickens looked very gray for a while. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they, they said you could use it directly on the chickens yep. and like dust. Them and that's what I did. I mean, I was a dust and fool. And by Jiminy Christmas, uh, that the one that had it the worst because her feathers are all over the place uh, is looking really, really good. I'm not seeing anything. But so using a 50, 50, 50 mixture of wood ash that you get from burning wood. Yeah. Okay. And don't do the clumps. You want it down because I found that a couple. Uh, uh, when the clumps got into where they were like fluffed their feathers, they weren't so happy those clumps were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want it to be a powder. And then because it's been so nice, I've got several spots where the, the, the chickens are, are fluffing their feathers. You know, they're digging holes mm-hmm. and fluffing them. So I went and put th- that mixture in every morning before I let them out. I went and redid that, that section. Mm-hmm. So as they were fluffing, they were fluffing more into their feathers. And so hopefully we got this. And, uh, but that, that, that is so, and you guys that got chickens and you've got light, do the 50-50, you know, I put it on the floor of the coop, clean the coop out, put it on the floor, then put my my shavings and put some more. <laughs> so, I mean, we're pretty dusty. Well, but, so what is that doing? Is that like smothering? What happens is that what Will told me, which I didn't realize, is the wood ash has lye in it. 
Oh, and so oh, that's yeah, yeah it's got to be a certain pH or yep. something that, and so mm-hmm. and that kills the the lice. So mm-hmm. oh, interesting. And then you did you use food grade diatomaceous? Yes, earth? always food grade diatomaceous earth. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely good. Glad which, you which is cheap. What diatomaceous earth is oh, it's dirt cheap. cheap. Yes, and then wood ash. You know, you get from. I mean, not now that there's snow on it, but you could have just dug it out of your fire pit. Oh, yeah. That, yep, yep, yep. Because you don't want it wet. You want it dust because you want to mm-hmm. make a dust. Whereas, uh, and then what you could do, you could also get a, a pan that's got a side to it and make a dusting pan where you could have put that in there, you know, uh, with some sand and stuff like that for them to dust themselves. Oh, yeah. Just like in, um, uh, um, uh, like a kitchen dish pan. Yes. And let them use that yeah. as their dusting bowl. Well, what I found that you can't oh. have it too big and you can't have it too small. Because if you give it too big, then they get in there and start dinking around and they start scratching. Mm-hmm. And they fling it all out and there's nothing left in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you don't have a big enough bowl, they look, stand in there like, I'm not fitting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so but that's interesting. Have- yeah. So, so you could actually like take wood ash and um, you could sift it. Yes. To to get out the bigger chunks. Yep, that's true. That's what we did with one, uh, some, all of a sudden I call them people that I know that heat with wood. Yeah. I need your ash. I need your ash. So they all made me some ash <laughs> stuff. And, that's and so, awesome. And so, yeah, then I had some chunks in there. And my girlfriend, Ann, she said, oh, I got a thing we can sift this with. So, and so we did that. Oh, it was all right with the oh, So my girls are happy. Girls are happy. Okay, now another thing we brought up a couple of weeks ago was people are overdressing their dogs. Folks, can you get a life here? I know it's cute. <laughs> I know it's cute and I get it. But the problem is, think of what you're putting your dog through. You're overdressing them. Now, everybody's worried about these respiratory problems. And I came up with this all by myself. You know, no scientific whatever. Equated to a human. Okay, you overdress. You go outside because you think it's cold, but then let's say you're running, walking, doing something outside, and all of a sudden you're sweating. You're sweating. Okay, well, as a human, you can undo, unzip, and and get the clothes off and bring your temperature. But with dogs, you have to rely on us, you know, to, hey, maybe we we got you overdressed to take it off. But anyway, so we don't. So then we're we're walking and walking and walking the dog. The dog's getting hot, okay, in the cold air. Okay, and so now his body is hot. He's sucking in cold air. Okay, then he comes home. You take off the coat. He's overheated. And so me, I'm thinking that that would cause a lot of respiratory problems. It might. It might. I think it depends on indoor air quality. Yeah. And think of all the stuff that people use in their homes. Okay. Febreze, Glade plugins. Yep. Scented candles. Uh you know, perfume. Yep. Hairspray. Hair yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even, even, you know, new furniture, new carpet, these things are going to off gas. Yep. Um, nice toxic chemicals. So, and I, this, do I keep bringing yep. it up? Because I keep seeing all these people. I've never seen dogs dressed up so much in my I, whole I life. I saw a dog the other day that had, you know, like a normal dog coat. It was not a hairless breed. Okay. It was not an Italian greyhound. Yep. Not even a super short coat like a pit bull. Yep. And it was wearing a jacket and it wasn't even a cold day. Yep. Yep. And so Your that dog does not need a jacket. Don't, if you, I don't care if you got 15 layers on. You know, obviously, when you got the short, like the dobies and such like that, they they might need a little something, especially if it's cold, cold. Yeah, but wind. if it's like you know, below fifteen degrees or something like that, yeah. I would say. But you know, otherwise, on a decent day, they don't need a jacket. No. Even even my two dogs who um, get groomed and the groomer shaves them down. Okay, you know, real close, so they look like they're wearing little onesies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't put I don't put jackets on them. Yeah, don't, don't put boots on your dogs. And see another thing. Well, with the boots in the cities, I see. 
I like I, I did have advocated that just for the fact that with true. all the salt that's on the sidewalks and the streets and the cities, that I think that's the true. dogs should that's have true. the boots. Okay. Yeah, that but, makes sense. But in general, just to like go walk through the park or walk through the woods, they don't need boots to no. do that. Even if they go outside and they pick up their foot and say, "Oh, oh it's cold." Yeah, they'll get over it. Yep, they will. And you can you, you can put Musher's Secret on the pads of the feet to, uh, and then between the toes to keep the snowballs you know, from building up if we ever get any snow. Yeah, and but it, most people are not spending that much time outside with their toes. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And then um, remember, uh, one of my groomers, if your dog, if you have the kind of dog that has a lot of hair in their legs, you know, and they come out like a Shih Tzu or whatever type thing, uh, a Cocker Spaniel, and they come in, you got all these snowballs on the legs and between the toes. Take a wisp, whisk, not wisp, <laughs> whisk, a whisk from the kitchen and just roll it down the legs and it, pull, it pulls all those snowballs oh. off. Isn't that something? I never would have thought of that. I tried it once last year. And it works like a gem. So you get a whisk from the dollar store that is the dog whisk. That That's what you use for the coat to get the snowballs off the legs, the tummies, the, the tails or whatever. It just pulls them right off when you bring them in. You, yeah, so, you would have laughed my dogs today. So we were walking in the woods and Danny must have picked up a bunch of burrs on her face. Okay. Those little those little tiny ones. The little black that, ones? That, yeah, they kind of, you know, yep. sometimes they glue their eyelids shut and stuff. Yep. Uh, and so, so she was rubbing her face in the snow to get the burrs off. I don't uh-huh. know if it worked or not. And then, you know, she looked up and she had some snow stuck to her face. She's yeah. a black dog with yeah. snow on her face. And Viva came around the corner and saw her. It was just like stopped in her tracks, tucked her tail, and started to run away. Like, who the heck is that? <laughs> she looked that different, but she had snow on her face, I guess. Yeah. It- yeah. And that's another thing, too, though. Is dogs have relatively poor vision. But apparently, yeah, <laughs> you know, the ears are great. The nose is great. But yeah, anyway, I got her to come up and sniff her. And then she was like, oh, it's you. Yeah, there you but go. You look different. Yes. <laughs> um, is that when you have uh, clothes on your dogs, dogs can't see each other's body language. And so like, let's say you say, oh, can our dogs meet? And they both have jackets on. You're more running a higher risk of having a dog fight. Because the dogs can't see the other body language as well. And so that's why, like I say, when dogs meet for the first time, you want them not to have be dressed up. You want them to be a dog, right? But the main thing is, think about it. You take off your layers as you go and are, you know, uh, uh, walking and doing your walks or whatever you're doing. But the dog doesn't. You leave them still bundled up. And so the, the thing is, is you put your hand inside the jacket or whatever and put it be, and, and if it's major, majorly heated, you're thinking, oh, look at how nice and warm me is can we see because dogs don't sweat through their 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 bodies dogs sweat through the pads of their feet and panting yes and so the thing is is that you got to really be be careful if you want to get your laugh just you know buy the cutesy things and just have it on in the house get your laugh take it off okay so because the thing is is that the, the we're i think doing an injustice to our dogs as far as over overdressing them and like i say we don't aren't mindful as we are taking our layers off that you're going to take a layer off. I think the biggest hoot that I had is I saw us on the walkway up a Hugo, the uh, Hasbirian Husky with a jacket on. That is ridiculous. You think so? You think so? I mean, I'm like, that's like cruel. But see, I, well, I know, but I grew up with a husky. That's cruel. I know it, but yeah. people want to fashionize their dogs, fashionize. and it's like, well, get, teach them to wear a hat. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, northeastern U.S. state holds the Guinness record for the largest snowman. Northeastern United States. We'll be right back. Fall on your knees. Oh no, there goes your hamstring. Your quad. 
odds won't engage And your back feels twice its age Your arms are like string beans You break a sweat putting on jeans Are your muscles trying to tell you something? Join the Y. If you join in December, you'll get February free. Oh, your pecs. Yeah, no, we, we got it. Join at ymcanorth.org. Dolly. This is one of my favorites. He, yes, he's awesome. Foley totally is awesome. What northeastern U.S. state holds the Guinness record for the largest snowman? Northeastern. What do you think? New York. Okay, what <laughs> do you think? Maine. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. That it's was Maine. my second guess. Yeah. Darn it. Specifically, the town of Bethel, Maine, they built the tallest snowman, actually a snow woman <laughs> named Olympia. <laughs> she is 122 feet, one inch tall, or 37.21 meters. The record was set in 2008, which I'm sure it's probably been broken now. You know what I mean? It's 2023, so I'm sure it's been broken, but this is how old this was. Did they just decide it was a snow woman instead of a snowman, or did they add a few extra balls of snow? Some some appendages. Could have, could have, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, like I say, I know there's a lot, they have a lot of the cherry pickers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can add, you know, get some pretty tall snowmen in there. So, but like I said, that was from 2008. I guess I should have looked up and said what the current, but that's okay. I'm not that up. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. We got a couple we got to get in before. Yes, we do. We have Quinn here, whose cat has not been feeling great for the past two days or so, getting pukey and lethargic. Okay. Hey, Quinn, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Okay, how old's your cat? Good. Um, so he's about two, three years old, and he's a tuxedo kitty. Okay. And, th- um, and go ahead. No, go ahead. So what's going on? Um, so he, I'll give you a little previous information about his like um, health and everything. He was he's currently on urinary specific food. He did have like a urinary spout, so he is currently on pills, feline um, prescription food for that. But I'm not sure if this is necessarily related to it. He started throwing up his food around 4 p.m. last night. I gave him a little bit more a couple hours after that, um, and he threw that up proceedingly probably an hour after that and then kind of continued that two, three-hour spurt of small throw-ups, no blood or anything like that, just kind of like bile. And then it stopped this morning, um, but he is no longer eating or interested in like kind of the normal things. He's very big on food. Like he, he lies about being fed all the time, I swear. Um, but he's just not drinking any water. Um, as of now, he drank some around 5 p.m. last night. Okay. But now he's just kind of like in the corner in his little like hut thing that I have for him. And I did the whole tummy test where you kind of like poke his tummy to see if it's that's an irritation, no reaction there. And I'm just kind of wondering when I should start to be a little bit more worried and possibly be taking him to the vet. Here. Okay. Question. When you said you fed him, what are you feeding him? Um, so I'm feeding him um, dry Hills feline urinary care. All righty um, the then. I'll turn you loose. I'll turn you loose on, on Dr. Jessica. Well, no, I, I, like I would say for now, for the current issue, if he's not back to himself by tomorrow morning, I would consider taking him and getting an, getting an x-ray. Okay. Because you need to know, did he eat a hair scrunchie? Did he eat a, you know, something in there? Cats eat stuff all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very common for an obstruction to show up as persistent vomiting. If, okay. if they take an x-ray and they're like, no, there's nothing in there. He looks great. And, you know, if he's not, doesn't have a painful abdomen, et cetera, et cetera. Then, you know, then I would suspect the food. Okay. And so, so mm-hmm. just a question with that. Um, he's been on that for about, I want to say two years now. And mm-hmm. I'll mix like the dry food with the wet foods, um, like every a couple months here. And he does have a self water, like, dispenser mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he uses as well so i know he's getting like hydration there but i'm just like confused mm-hmm. as to like i know he might have eaten something he goes for our toilet paper like crazy which i don't understand that but um i just kind of want to know like if like maybe our christmas tree maybe he drank some of that water and that made him sick or like it could be if there's something i should be avoiding with him for the dry future. food mm-hmm. dry food Dry food. Dry food is terrible for cats. Yep. Nobody should feed their cats dry food. Yep. Especially a totally indoor cat. Okay, cats Mm -hmm. come from the desert, okay? They get their moisture Mm -hmm. from what they eat. Then when they come to the United States, they domesticize them. They come to uh, the United States, we get a cat, and, you know, look at this. Here, I just put this dry matter in this dish and let the cat eat it. If you see a Mm -hmm. cat drinking on a regular basis, that tells your your cat is in having trouble because they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter. And to see this with a young cat is not happy. (laughs) Right. Usually Mm -hmm. you see it about seven, eight years old or 11, 12 years old where they start having trouble with kidney and kidney failure, renal and such things like that. Right. Because you have to think like what, you know, what's causing the urinary problems that he's on the diet for. Yeah. Well, those urinary problems are typically diet is like the number one cause. Number two is stress. Number three is chiropractic issues. So when I treat these cats, you know, first we're going to mess with their diet, get them off of dry food, get them on a varied canned or canned plus raw or raw diet. And, um, you know, then I'll typically use uh, supplements, homeopathic remedies, et cetera. And I often refer them to a chiropractor. Okay. So if I went and got him some wet food tonight, and then if he wasn't interested in that, is that kind of another tail sign or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what you want is, you know, uh, typically, you know, when animals vomit, the first thing you want to do is not feed them for a little while, kind of let the stomach reset itself. If they're feeling better, you know, later in the day and they're able to take a little bit of food or if they come come looking for food, that's even better. Yeah. But but, you know, but but it's kind of like yourself, you know, you don't vomit and then think, huh, what can I eat? (laughs) You know, when you vomit, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat for a little while Mm -hmm. as you should be. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah, so will, you do well okay. for him is that no more dry food, okay? okay. Is get on to like the grain-free can Yeah, and, and, and I, I have clients where if it makes them nervous to abandon the prescription diet completely, then you can feed like half prescription food and half varied diet until you feel more confident that the cat is going to be okay. And the prescription okay. food you can get in can. You don't have to feed the dry. Right. Okay? Yeah. I also have a question about, so just, they had told me that he has to be on this urinary food prescription for like the lifespan of his life. Sure. And um, I had tried switching him over just to see if uh, the, he would be interested, like he would do fine with regular food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did that with like a mix of the prescription and the urinary stuff happened not even an hour later. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was dry food. It was dry food, um, right? 
Yes, it was. Okay. Right. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, that does make it kind of scary. So then you kind of tiptoe your way in and maybe you start with adding, um, you know, pencil eraser size amount of canned food or, you know, some new canned food in with the dry food at first. But just stay okay. away from the dry yeah. food. Right. Right. But at, for, at first, you know, if you if he's only eating dry food and you're, you know, you're a little bit nervous about switching him to something else, you can kind of tiptoe your way into it. The thing is, like, the more success you have, the more confident you'll feel about it. So, right. And then okay. also, what about some uh, renal support for the cat? Oh, yeah. process? Yeah. I mean, first I would resolve the vomiting and then, you know, then let's talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. If the cat okay. stops vomiting, call back next week. Talk to Katie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You thank you so much. You I bet. It. Good luck. You bet. Good luck. Take yes. care. It's not, not fun having a pet who's barfing up their food at no, home. No, it's not. You got to figure and see, out one why. thing that causes a lot of, probably like you say, the cats eat the scrunchy things, you know, oh, especially for kids. Stuff. Okay. And then another thing I knew that caused a lot of trouble a while back and everybody loves them because they're shiny. Are those glitter balls? Yes. For cats, exactly that the cats, thinking. yep, the cats swallow that and all oh, heck goes loose. Also, uh, um, dental floss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of- cats have those barbs in the back of their tongue. They have these papilla that tend to like pull things in. It's okay. really hard to get things back out. Oh, Okay. Have you ever seen a cat with a sewing needle stuck in the roof of its mouth? No. Oh, kitties get into all kinds of stuff. <laughs> really? Yarn. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that kitties love yarn. Kitties love tinsel. Yeah. Kitties oh. love things that hang on the Christmas tree. Yep. And another thing too is that some Please of these love your house plants. Yes. <laughs> and and you by using citrus, usually orange, like in the base of the plant that keeps a lot of the cats from using oh, it as a, a litter box or you know scratching mm-hmm. up and sometimes mm-hmm. repel it. And so I tell people to put tin foil down and then put the citrus, you know, like orange, even take like an orange, you know what I mean? And then when it gets yucky, then throw it out and put another one in. So mm-hmm. Also if you have like large house plants, decorative pine cones around the base of the plant can help keep the cats out. Decorative pine cones, really? Why? Well, if, well, if you have like a big house plant, uh-huh. you know, and so there's dirt exposed. Oh, I and see. the cat okay. looks oh. at dirt and they're like, an oh. indoor bathroom. Yes, no kidding. And you're like, no, pine cones. There you go. And there's a lot of cool pine cones, too. Okay, what is the most popular... Me- well, I don't know where I want. Where am I at? <laughs> oh, there we are. The man who voiced the Grinch in How the Grinch Stole the Christmas was most famous for playing the popular Hollywood monster. What is what was he most famous for? The one that did in them in them the comedy movie or in the, you know the the cartoon the animated one yeah, yeah the animated thank you very much okay what was his name proud of me I looked up on the board to see who was singing it yes I can learn things and I remember him. <laughs> I have a fun fact about Harry Connick Jr. My best friend wants Peter Pan's in front of him <laughs> on purpose. Nope, it was on American Idol. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Was she, like, that nervous to perform or what? They essentially held her in a green room for too long. She was young and nervous, and she straight up peed on the stage. Oh, man. In Whoa. front of the judges. Did and she wind up getting on at all? Yeah. I mean, actually, she did. She made it to Hollywood. She didn't make it on the main cast. Oh, but, okay. I mean, she's doing fine. She still makes music. She was young. Oh, but wow. Harry was super nice, like literally pulled her aside. It was like, it's OK. These like weird things happen. It's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he was really nice about it. That is way cool. Well, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I love him with Sandra Bullock in. Um, what is that? <sighs> that 
the movie, I can picture the, the jacket of my DVD <laughs> that I have a lot of. <laughs> I do feel like you, you think about movies in terms of Hope DVD floats. covers. Yeah, Hope what? Floats. Oh, Hope Floats, yeah. Yeah, that's what he was in with that. He was really good with that. So, see? see I just Yeah, see, I just have to visualize the package, and then, okay, it, <laughs> there it is, I saw it. But anyway. Okay, the man who voiced the Grinch in How the Grinch Sold Christmas was most famous for playing what popular Hollywood movie? What do you think? Uh, I I don't know. It's, it's not, a horror. It's is it like uh, what's it? Uh, Dracula, Beliosi, Belios, whatever his name is. Beliosis. <laughs> Beliosis. Well, you like Bella Lugosi? Bella Lugosi. Thank you. Okay. I just mixed. Mixed. I, I have first no, and last I name. No, no idea. Okay. Uh, it. Uh, he was uh, the, the po- most popular monster was Frankenstein's monster. Is what um, that his what's his was, name? Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Hollywood monster was the Frankenstein's monster, William Henry Pratt, whose stage name was Boris Karloff. Oh, see, voiced I the Grinch as well as playing Frankenstein's monster in Frankenstein 1931, Bride of Frankenstein in 1935, and Son of Frankenstein in 1939, as well as many other horror films. Films. <laughs> That's so funny. I love I love monster movies, and I never knew that the Grinch was also Frankenstein. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, look at. You tune into Katie K9 show, you find out about dogs, I, I feel cats, like, and like, trivia. I know, but I feel like in the modern day, like uh, they would have taken that franchise a lot further. <laughs> Frankenstein's cousin. Yeah. Well, we got Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein's, that took it far enough. Frankenstein's <laughs> boss. <laughs> Frankenstein's grandchildren. That's entirely possible. <laughs> okay, last call of the day. Who's up? Well, we have Jill, who's moving to a condo and has some questions about transitioning to puppy pads. Okay. Hey, Jill, how you doing? Thanks for hanging on and putting up with our silliness. <laughs> Are you there, though? <laughs> Maybe <Jill>? she didn't. <laughs> hey, Jill. Hello. Oh, there yeah, you yeah. are. Okay, there you go. Thank you for hanging on and putting up with our silliness. <laughs> so. Oh, that's okay. Okay, so what, kind, what size dog, what kind of dog do you got? I have a six-pound shih tzu. How many? A six-pound, really oh, a six tiny. Pa- okay, shih tzu. Okay, and how old? Four years. Okay, what floor are you going to be on? Uh, seven. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay. Are you going to have a balcony? Yes. Okay. Um, and does she, is she really potty trained on the, on the, she, is she potty trained now? I mean, to go outside? Yes. Good. Very good. Okay. They have, uh, Dr. Jess, have you, I can't remember the name of these things. Like the dog litter boxes? Yeah, well, not litter boxes per se. It's like a big square that has like fake grass yeah, on it. Yeah, it's like turf chunks. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think of it as a dog litter box. That's technically okay. what they're for. Okay. It's it's like a pee place for yes. the dog. I would do that instead of doing uh, pee pads in your house. That if your dog okay. is really good about going potty outside, then you can get, and she's a small dog, okay? Uh, uh, but if you do have the chances, like in the afternoons or whatever, to take her out to go potty, please do. But otherwise, uh, otherwise, uh, like I said, find that. And it's, it's, it's like a box. It's a square box. You can get them different sizes. And it, there is, there's turf on the top. And so whereas there, you can clean it up with a lot of the different stuff. And um, then you have like a, a, um, like a five-gallon bucket, maybe not that big, but with a top on it that you can pick out the doo-doos, you know, put the doo-doos in the bucket. 
you know, type thing. Okay. And so, and then, yep. like I said, there's special there's special cleaners for them, too. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember. Somebody asked me about this last year, and I, I don't recall it now. And so, yeah, so just check online for not technically, it's not a litter box. It's like right. artificial. It's, 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 not, it's not enclosed. It's not like a cat litter box. It's kind of like... Um, like two by sixes. Yeah, like a sandbox. Like the things I'm getting are doggy lawn, outdoor dog, turf potty. Oh, there yes. you go. Grass outdoor patch. dog, turf potty. <laughs> yes. Okay, there you go. Turf potty. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I would do, and then get her going on that. You know, when like when you know whatever routine you did when you were potty training her. You know, now you just take her out that door, okay, to go potty instead of going down seven stories. So do you? Is it okay to mix it up though? Like, like go inside, go outside, I, go on. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, when you have, if you're out at a walk, you know, always give it now to transistor to the turf box that you're going to be caught, you know, taking her out there and putting her on and say, go potty, go potty, whatever word you're using for potty. So you're going to transition okay. her to that. And then obviously she's going to understand what go potty means. So then like when you're yeah. out for a walk, you know, go to a someplace and then go potty, you know, so that she goes potties other places when you're with her, not just she has to wait to come home to go into the turf box. Well, and, and you don't necessarily need to set up an indoor bathroom for the dog. Even people who live on the seventh floor. They use the bathroom. No, you can get the elevator. You take the dog oh, downstairs yeah. and you take it out to I know. Take it out to go potty. You can do that. You still have to take the dog for a walk anyway. Oh, yeah. So. yeah that's true. But like first thing in the morning and it's 40 below out. <laughs> uh, welcome to I'd Minnesota. Yeah. It is a way of life. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would get like look into those turf boxes and such like that. But I would not use pedal pads inside because now you're giving a license for the dog to go potty in the house. And so that's okay. that's what I don't like because sometimes they hit it, sometimes they miss it, and now all of a sudden you're going, I didn't have this back then. If you just te- keep teaching her that potty goes outside, okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Well, yes. Yep. And you, you're just going to teach her what you bring her on there. You put them on, you know, to, you know, have her on a leash so she can't leave. Hey, 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 come on, we're going potty because at first she's got to figure this out, and so then it'd be good to keep like a doo doo. And then, like, put it on there so she's kind of reminded that this is where you go, where it goes. But just kind of look into them and find one that you can afford and that will work for your situation. All right? Okay. Okay, okay well, I appreciate it. You Thank bet. Thank you. Happy holidays. Yeah, Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, because that, that's a tough one. You know what? I had my Ethel because she was only three pounds. Everybody's saying, well, how come you didn't teach you the litter box? And I'm like, because I have four. At that time, I think I had seven cats or something like that. Litter boxes are for cats, you know, <laughs> not for my dog, too. <laughs> and so she, Ethel did very, very well going out. She'd, you know, in the in the beginning, she, you know, when she was more limber, she would, uh, you know, go down the front steps. There's two steps. And she'd go out so far from the steps, piddle, you know, doo-doo, come right back. So then at that tour, when she got older, I had to pick, I, I would walk her down and, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean, hold her, put her on the ground and pick her up and bring her up because she was having trouble with steps. She was only three pounds. <laughs> friend who has one of these for her dog and he just uses it to pee and then they have a different routine around pooping okay but he like asks to go pee out there okay and she's in like one of those like she's on like the 20th story oh, of a giant Christmas. apartment building oh my and she she's i was like what you guys have like a little dog area don't you and i'm like she's like yeah but 
like the idea of going in that dog area at six in the morning and yes. having it always be full exactly. and waiting your turn. Yep. It's never just like a 10 minute affair. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good, yeah, that's oh, a good point. I didn't taken. there'd be like a line of dogs yeah, waiting for the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. There is. And there's like this whole polite waiting thing where it's like, especially if it's a small patch, you don't want to crowd them. You want to get their space. It's not wow. a dog park. They're going to the bathroom. Yeah, no kidding. So there's like a line. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe the dogs hold it until it's their turn. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. Why they're waiting in line, they just plain don't go. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But anyway, okay, Jess, Jess, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. We won't be seeing you until next year. Okay. After the first of the year, which Merry sounds Christmas. very Happy weird to say. So, Are you going to be here uh, next week? Uh, oh, yeah. Ali? Okay. You're then, stuck with me. Good. Yeah, don't ever say the word stuck. I am so <laughs> happy to have you. So you don't ever say that word stuck. So, yeah, because next week will be a live show. And then for the two weeks after that, during Christmas and New Year's, there will not be live shows. And maybe we can play this show on the New Year's weekend. Yeah, I'll hold but on to both this one and the next one. New Year's. I don't. I, it would be nice to take a show from uh, next week, not next week, but the week after, from one that's been a little bit back farther. Just because sometimes when you play them too close together, it's kind of like, wait, I just heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can we play something a little bit different? So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that is only because people remember every word you've said. Yeah, that's true. That's right. true. Okay, car sickness. Quick, what what's the best remedy for car sickness? Yeah. So a lot of people traveling with their dogs this yes. time of year. So my first go to is uh, one of the combination homeopathic remedies. I typically use Highlands, H-Y-L-A-N-D, apostrophe S, Highlands Motion Sickness Tablets. Okay. So, but um, I I had clients who came in who had tried everything, right? The candy ginger, the motion sickness tablets. There's a thing you can buy. It's a like a relief band for dogs. It's called Nomo Nausea. No more. Nomo. Okay. Nausea. Nomo Nausea. And it's like one of those bands that you put around the dog's wrist and it puts pressure on a certain point. They said nothing else had worked until they got the no mo nausea. All right. Well, thank you again for appreciate it. And thank you, Ellie.